Welcome to Impacting Jamaica, where we shine the spotlight on the many but often ignored positive happenings, activities, projects and investments at every level across every sector to inspire, motivate and excite people everywhere. Impacting Jamaica is powered by the Philip and Christine Gore Family Foundation, the Jamaica Public Service Company, Manpower and Maintenance Services Limited, Red Stripe, Kyramed and Proven Investments Limited. I am Luke Douglas and welcome to Impact in Jamaica. My guest today is Michelle Ann Lettman. She is the manager of public relations and corporate social responsibility at Sagicor Group Jamaica. Welcome to Impact in Jamaica, Michelle Ann, and Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year to you, Luke, and thank you so much for having me. My pleasure. Now, today we're talking about the Sagicor Foundation's Adopt-a-School program, which has been running for a number of years. And recently, the Sagicor Foundation, they renovated the three basic schools at a cost of over $20 million. That was sometime last year. Uh, Michelin, tell me a little bit about the Adopt-a-School program. The Adapter School program is coming from the days of life of Jamaica, um, which is over 50 years ago. Um, so we have continued the tradition of adopting schools in our communities in which we operate. And uh, over the years, of course, the program has evolved significantly from um, just doing treats, um, going there for Labor Day, and so on. We have taken on to ensure that we play our part in the sustainability of the school, uh, more so from an infrastructural perspective, especially in the last um, few years, I would say about four to five years, our focus has been on ensuring that the schools are in a good condition um, where students and teachers are learning in a comfortable environment, as well as we work with the Early Childhood Commission who has certain standards by which the schools um, are to operate. So we take those into considerations when we are doing our projects with the schools to refurbish and upgrade the school facilities. So we have impacted a number of schools over the years. Um, where where upgrades are concerned. And of course, just touching the lives of children and enriching their lives and engaging them in different things. Fantastic. And I noticed that last year, there were three schools in rural Jamaica. I think one was in Westmoreland, um, Beeston Spring. Um, I'm trying to recall where the other two were. One, the other two were Sligoville Early Childhood Development Center, mm -hmm. um, that's Sligoville in St. Catherine, mm -hmm. and we had Cornwall Basic School, which is in Montego Bay, St. James, and you're correct, Beeston Spring is in Beeston Spring in Westmoreland, and we have touched schools all across Jamaica over the years. Um, more specifically, over the past, as I said, four to five years thereabout, we have focused on selecting three schools per academic year. And when we take on those three schools, we want to ensure maximum um, 
outcomes where we are able to channel our investment to ensure that the schools are thoroughly upgraded and up to standard according to the Early Childhood Commission. Um, so in the past five years, three schools per year, the impact and the investment has been significant and the transformation has just been amazing when you see the before and after um, of the school. Based on spring, we actually rebuilt the school. Um, so it's a completely new building. Um, we've added classrooms to a lot of spaces. We've upgraded play areas because we understand the importance of play, um, which is something that's sometimes overlooked in the early childhood sector. And we have, we have to ensure safe play as well. So again, there are guidelines and stipulations where that is concerned. Um, we provide educational materials. We make donations of different kinds to the school as well. So it's a full-fledged program for the year. And once the schools are a part of our program, they're family for life. Brilliant. So it is the infrastructure like your, your classrooms, the, the furniture, play materials, educational materials, all of those are provided by the Sajikor Foundation under this Adopted School program. Yes, for sure. Um, the significant investment is on the infrastructural development, yes. the upgrading of the facilities, the play equipment, classroom furniture, um, building out, refurbishing. We also provide um, soft furnishings like um, um, first aid kit, mattresses for sick bays, um, a range of things. We provide printers, computers, desks for teachers, chairs, and so on. But a lot of it, a lot of the schools most times require real building out. Yeah. and upgrades, which is where a lot of the investment goes. But in addition to that, we engage the children um, through varying activities. So we go to the school for reading day. We have health day, so we carry our, our Sajikor health bus, goes to the schools and does check up on the, on the children. Um, we have different treats, so we go there at Christmas time. Um, we do activities on Labor Day. So throughout the year, we engage the school community and the children so that they see that we are there and we're present. And our branches across the island in these various communities play a major role in terms of just keeping that linkage between Sajikor and the school. Wow, that is a very comprehensive program. And as you say, you're doing three schools per year, and as a result, your family is growing all the time. <laughs> yes, it's a, it's, a, it's a growing family. Um, so our aim at the Sajikor Foundation is to care, inspire, and serve. And through our programs, we aim to do that. Um, the schools remain a part of our family no matter if the, the program is up for them. I mean, they, they can always reach out to us um, for support. The, we keep them in, in everything that we're doing. If we have something in the community, any activity, um, if they need support in other areas, they can reach out to us. The key thing is that we are serving our communities and we are giving back. 
And at that level, we believe that it is important to set a solid foundation at the early childhood level because, unfortunately, a lot of the schools at that level are in some real bad conditions. Mm-hmm. Um, Luke, when we select, when we call, make the call for nominations, it's a public call. Um, so we promote it across our social media channels, ask persons to nominate schools in their communities, as well as we involve our, our branch network in terms of nominating schools. And we make the assessment, and with the help of the Early Childhood Commission, we narrow down the schools, we visit the schools, and make an assessment and determination to see which schools um, we are able to assist based on a number of factors, but there are so many schools that need help. So it is a great initiative for corporate Jamaica or any charitable organization to take on to really support the early childhood institutions um, in their communities because they do need they do need the help. I'm glad that you mentioned the selection process, a very thorough one, it it appears, where you use social media, your network, as well as the public to select those deserving institutions in need of a surgical foundation's help. Tell me a little bit more about the selection process. When does it begin? Um, and when are the beneficiaries uh, selected? The the ideal um, timeline on an annual basis is we make the call somewhere during the summer months. So as early as June, um, we open nominations and the process runs for a couple months. And ideally, by September, we want to select the schools so that they they know that they are part of the program, so on, and we start the engagement and and, and so on. So we do the Christmas tree in December, we start the renovation works and so on. And of course, coming through into the new year, we would have a back-to-school treat, reading day, child's month, so on and so forth, closing out of the program ideally. Again, we do that in June to July when schools are closing. So the program itself runs for an academic year from September to July, um, and the nomination period is between June and August. And now, a word from our sponsors. A toast only works if it's shared with others, even when we're miles apart. So let's cheer each other on. Cheers to the best in life. Drink and live responsibly. A message from Red Stripe, part of the Heineken Company. Searching for a one-stop solution to all your facility's maintenance needs? Visit Manpower Maintenance Services Sales and Distribution Center. We stock a wide range of COVID-19 washroom, cleaning, and other supplies, gardening tools, chemicals, and more. Our experts are always ready to give you the best advice. Manpower Maintenance Services Sales and Distribution Center, 14 Collins Green Avenue, Kingston, Freeport Commercial Center, Montego Bay, and 33 Ward Avenue, Mandeville. Visit or call us today, 876-920-47215. Welcome back to our podcast. So, like, how many nominations do you get in order to narrow it down to the three lucky schools? Ah, boy, trust me, the numbers the numbers are over a hundred schools on average. Yeah. So you can imagine the task um, 
that we have to to narrow it down to 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 two to three schools. Um, we are looking in twenty the the school year twenty twenty two twenty twenty three to to update the number of schools to five um, oh, yeah. so that we can strengthen the reach. So so yeah, it is it is a tough decision to make. It's it's like it's like any of our other programs that requires choosing deserving um persons and beneficiaries so even like our scholarship program that's a whole nother process where we get so many applications and and to, to make the selection to um just a set number is difficult um so we see where the need again is so great that we we definitely are looking at increasing the number of schools that benefit so for those schools which miss out on a particular year, they would be considered for um, the next year if their need still remains for that particular institution. That's not how the process works for us. We don't necessarily, you have to apply every year um, to be a part of the program. Yeah. Yeah, you have to apply. But what we do, we do though, is for example, if some schools are a part of the shortlist, mm -hmm. and that shortlist means that we would have visited you as a part of the process to then select the final three, what we do is we make a donation to, to some of those schools um, who we would have physically um, gone to and look at what, what they need. So we'll make a donation even though they can't be a part of the program. Okay. All right. So having made the donation and made the improvements to the institution, um, how do you define success in terms of the adopted school program? Is there a way to sort of say, yes, this has been successful? We we set certain KPIs mm -hmm. in terms of uh, what our objectives are, and as I indicated, primarily we would have a set of outcomes that we want to achieve from the get-go, which is focused on the physical infrastructure of the school, which is a big part of the sustainability. Right. So, for example, if a school had a wooden structure that was being eaten out by termites, we would completely get rid of that, treat the termite um, infestation in some cases, or completely build a new building, which concrete structure, etc. So we know that that's, that that's there for years to come. So the idea of the program is to ensure that the school is there for years to come so that other students can benefit. So our objective and goal where success is measured is doing what we said we would have done for the school and moving the needle for these schools where they are in terms of meeting certain standards according to the ECC. So again, like a play area needs to have certain equipment, need to need to the school door need to turn a particular way, the school needs to have first aid kits, the school needs to have a fire extinguisher. So we use the guidelines according to the ECC to try and meet as many of those standards as possible so that the increase in terms of the certification can go up for the school. And that's how we measure success. And we've had success in those areas. 
Indeed. Uh, Michelle, and this is a very hands-on project in which it requires a lot of visits, a lot of follow-up, even your Christmas treats and so on. I'm just thinking about how the pandemic has impacted on the adopt-a-school program. Ah, it, it has certainly impacted us um, over the past couple of years because uh, I can vividly remember in March 2020 when we were executing our back-to-school health tours. We completed one um, of three at a time and with this novel coronavirus, not knowing much about it and just hearing how contagious it is, we completely stopped the, the the tour at the time and was just trying to figure out how we would maneuver. Again, outside of the engagement activities, so the reading days, the things that would um, bring us into the school um, would have slowed down, but the core and the bulk of the project, which is the renovation continues, schools would have been out so that gave uh, that gave the project team um, more time to work and complete the project, but that interpersonal interaction would have been um, significantly impacted in terms of seeing the students. Um, we were able to still do some treats where we would have managed the numbers um, so children would come in um, on a shift basis in groups at a time for Christmas treats and we would just present them with their gifts. It wasn't the same as previous years where we would have a number of activities like bounce about and fun things and face painting. So it has impacted us in that way, uh, but we still try to adapt to the circumstances and to do our very best to ensure that we are still touching the lives of the people who we serve in these communities. Indeed, indeed. Um... It's good to know that the Surgical Foundation is continuing with its program, its adopted school program, and has is even expanding it to five schools per year in 2022-23. Is there anything else you'd like to add with regard to the adopted school program? I just want to implore, I think, other corporate companies and 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 service organizations and just people in the communities to just lend a helping hand where you can. We are still in the pandemic and it is, it's just a significant loss in terms of the human capital, the social capital, educational loss. It is, it is truly heartbreaking and where we can lend a helping hand with our early childhood institutions or children, they're at the most critical age of development. We all need to play our part. And at Sajikor, we are doing our very best to live true to our vision of being committed to improving the lives of the people in the communities in which we operate. And that's our mantra. That's a part of our DNA. And the Adopter School Program is one of many initiatives that we do to, to accomplish this. Thank you to Sajikor and thank you to you, Michelle Ann, and your team at Sajikor Group Jamaica for the Adopted School program, which I'm sure will impact on generations of children to come. Thanks again. Thank you.
Impact in Jamaica is powered by the Philip and Christine Gore Family Foundation, Manpower and Maintenance Services Limited, the Jamaica Public Service Company, Red Stripe, Kyramed, and Proven Investments Limited. If you or anyone you know is involved with projects and activities that excite, motivate, and encourage, send us an email to impactingjamaica at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Do join us again for another in the series on Google Podcast, Audible, Spotify, Podcast Addict, and Stitcher. You can also visit us at impactingjamaica.com.